yeah. Bro, we back in the studio, gang, gang. Back in the stew, in Ooh. the flesh. Ooh, we talking as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we back legit. Um, we got a shout out, uh, from the Black Heart podcast. Okay, then. I enjoy the open space for idea exchange Mm -hmm. and I think people need to start understanding that that's kind of exactly what it is like it's thoughts and perspectives that are very personal like a lot of things that you see online and that you hear online and that you read are very they're just personal opinions like there's not a lot of research done behind it or they may be like well articulated Mm -hmm. you know they might have some factual basis but it's still just a perspective because Juice was um, going in on Tory Lanez, like going in on his ass, right? I'm out there raking, raking my life away, raking till the cows come home. Vehemently disagreeing with so many things he's saying, but I, the podcast I listen to, I enjoy having that like internal banter. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them bringing up a solid point me bringing up a rebuttal, me learning some things, me having some things that I wish I could say or whatever, but that's my enjoyment out of it. And there's, and it's because it's kind of like from the same school of, that, that I'm from, you know, I I go out there and say the wild things. I'm, I'm not a real middle of the road kind of guy. You're not. You know, so, <laughs> but I would hope that people on the other end have the same internal, you know, banter yeah i think they do exactly because they can't out argue me so they might as well dead that thought so they're not going to do that i hope they just you know they just yelling to themselves getting their own blood pressure riled up but I, but i really enjoy that and and i because i don't like you know how when people be like take up all the mics and you know don't give nobody no pot i really don't like like the podcast slander it really it it, it, it really does kind of rub me the wrong way the way I just don't listen to people that, like, if I don't like, if I just do not like your opinion on something and don't want to hear it, I just won't give you any listens. But yeah, hey, we gotta, we gotta have a fucking, uh, an episode with them because that shit gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Also because that nigga is not a Jay-Z fan. What? He's not a Jay-Z fan? Like, we got into, like, it wasn't a Twitter disagreement. It was just more so, like, I don't argue with certain people. I just realized who he was because he changed his name mm. on there. He always changes it, and he always changes his, his profile, little, yeah. too. I was like, who the fuck is Jackie Miles? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, shout out to them. I like their podcast. Uh, they're holding down Huntsville, too. Um, Shit, nigga. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> right. <laughs> Kimden bossed up all the way. Man. Driving the Lambo. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. The Batmobile. She got a Malibu condo. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. No beachside. Right. Just a bad bitch in her element. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm out here trying. I'm uh, finally going to try to get my website up for my business. Okay, level up, nigga. For the new year. So we'll see what that does. And if I can quit my day job. Yeah. Be really out here with this bitch. 
Yeah, because like I don't know, it's been certain times where people have asked me for appointments, so I'll open up one of my days. It's not open, and then like three, four people book, and I'm just like, damn, were y'all just watching the books? Like, how y'all get in here? <laughs> how how is he here? <laughs> how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> Why was Deborah Cox going that hard, bro? Bro, she was hurt. Bro, even like they made dance remixes to that shit and you still feel that hurt. It's some pain behind them lyrics, honey. How did you get here, nigga? (laughs) (laughs) I ain't want nobody. Right. Now you here fucking me up. How? How did we get here? Um... Yeah, this might be our last episode for the year. Well, I was thinking, I was editing that other episode the last time you came, besides like the birthday. Man, that one was not much. Because <laughs> my ass went to sleep. <laughs> Listen, Juke's got this chair. I don't know what it is about this chair, but I sit down in here. If I'm tired, it's a wrap, bro. Yeah. I be just be talking. I'm like, this nigga sleep. Right, my bro. eyes be getting heavy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they fall back. I be right sl- back. To sleep. I be slipping into REM sleep, halfway dreaming. <laughs> I need this chair in my house, in my bedroom. These are the old office chairs too. Cause I I done got some good little naps in this chair. <laughs> you really have on the mic. Now the funny shit is when I just be letting you sleep and I just be listening to music. Be like, <laughs> yeah man it'd have been it'd have been a couple nap podcasts for me <laughs> i can't come in here exhausted i don't know what i'd be thinking bro Try, like being exhausted and then thinking you finna just sit down and not fall asleep yeah it never works I'm too old for that i need to quit playing myself nah low-key when you were like uh the other day uh, you said we were going to record later. By the time you hit me up, I was like, nigga, I was about to go to sleep yeah, anyway. <laughs> it, it was late. I was like, damn, it's already late. We probably going to get a good hour. Right. Hour and, then, and a half. And then I was like, if you on this side of town, of course I'd be like, yo, come through. But anything we recorded, I was going to be out of it. Yeah. Like, we were just going to be. So, since we left you last, we have both turned 34. 30 motherfucking foe. Bang, bang, bang. It's one step closer to presidency. Right. <laughs> Yo, we could run next time, nigga. <laughs> the presidential near year is near. I think we can technically run on 2024, nigga. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna have a presidential photo shoot for my 35th. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Kim. <laughs> I'm gonna have a whole campaign. A campaign with Dude, We need to start coming out with like birthday merch shirts. We do. This year, if we had done it, it would have just been Sagittarius Groove, mm. which is what I'm thinking we're going to name this episode anyway. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so my birthday was on Thanksgiving, and we had a Friendsgiving the day before Thanksgiving. So did. Everybody came through, and we had fun, had drinks and other things, and... <laughs> playing games and tons of food because oh my, my sister-in-law is a fucking boss and i had so many leftovers nigga listen 
The white people did not disappoint at this Friendsgiving. Hey, I have a, one of my best <laughs> friends is a white gentleman. <laughs> and he volunteered that he was going to do the macaroni and cheese. And listen here. That macaroni and cheese was macaroni and cheese. And do you hear me? Right. But this is how I know. My, look, this is I take pride in this. This is how I know that my friends married like boss ass chicks. Tiffany, Lex's wife, was like, Lex, you can't disappoint. She knew. She knew. <laughs> she knew. Hey, she a like, real you, one, bro. You can't go to no black function and not do your mac and cheese right. right. She was like, no, nah, you got to do this. And she must have put him through the rigor because that shit was nice. And then that nigga had the nerve to smoke it. And it was dope. <laughs> nigga. Those leftovers were so fucking good. I love me a smoked cheese, honey. That shit con- congealed so fucking perfect. Ooh, I bet it was good cold, too. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> I was like, man, this nigga Lex put his foot in this shit. See, and this is my macaroni and cheese uh, preference. I don't really be liking the, the super bricked up mac and cheese. Like... It's good, you know what I'm saying? It's cheesy, but I love a good creamy mac and cheese sauce. And that's what Lex had going on. Like it was some thickness to it. It was a nice like You that, could cut you a square. Yeah. It was a nice like those t- top two layers was a nice solid, but it was like it was good, bro. Yeah. I was like, yo, look at this thing, you know? <laughs> And then I flexing on us. I ain't even gonna lie. It was a whole like group chat about if this nigga come up with some whack ass macaroni and cheese, we gonna we roast the fuck out, out of like fucking Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> right. He is getting thrown out the house by Uncle Phil, nigga. That nigga Lex stepped into the octagon and said, Hold my beer. Right. I'll take all challengers. So I, look, respect. You gotta respect your white friends. Don't be just counting out your white friends. Listen, Lex, <laughs> you invited to the cookout. Right. <laughs> bring the mac and cheese. Right. We let Lex bring the mac and cheese to the cookout. From now on, <laughs> right. If we have any food and we doing potluck, Lex is in charge of the mac. <laughs> it's just certain black foods that you cannot fuck up, bro. That's a staple. You can't. We gonna be real upset. Don't experiment on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Cause ain't nobody tell you to put all that shit in the macaroni and damn cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta wait to goose to get some damn macaroni and cheese. Uh, Kim came through. Yeah, I did. I had a little Little green bean casserole. That shit was busting too. A special recipe. I'll, 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 I'll drop it right here for y'all. So you got to have your French green beans um, <laughs> because they're skinny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little firm, <laughs> little flimsy. It's real good when, you, when you're eating it with the fork. Uh, you got to have your cream of things. You got to have your cream of the mushrooms. Yes. And or the chicken. I like to use one of each. Preach, preacher. That type of bitch. <laughs> um, you also got to have you a good creamy white cheese. Mm-hmm. I use Havarti. Um, <laughs> Drop it, Brandon. If you're not familiar <laughs> with Havarti, it is a very smooth, uh, very malleable cheese. It melts very nicely. You got to have you some bacon and, of course, the French onions. I put my French onions in the casserole and on top. Mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of that double crunch, that chewy crunch, and the crispy crunch. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Green bean casserole is so easy. 
I can't remember what Steph made, but that shit was good as fuck too. She did um sausage, sausage and stuffing. That shit was good too. Um my sister in law is LeBron in the kitchen, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> when I tell you it was enough food for thirty people in this bitch. I know, bro. Black people don't know how to pot look small. No. <laughs> and no then we had what, like four desserts? Three or four desserts? Bro. That banana pudding. I was... forgot to get some. Fuck, nigga. I meant to get some. That banana pudding was busting. And then my mama made a sweet potato pie. Whew, Damn. That was so good. Nigga. I love people's mama's sweet potato pie. Bro. My mama's sweet potato pie. Look, this is how you know this shit real. So the next day at Thanksgiving, everybody eat my mama's sweet potato pie. So it's out. My daddy found out that my mama had a sweet potato pie here. Told my brother and sister in law to bring back to bring it back some back of the sweet left. potato pie. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough head ass. And I hadn't even eaten any yet. So when Angie came, she like took like half of it, and she was like how much you want to give and then I was like you can take half of it it's cool cause I'm shit I'm gonna get the shit fucking Christmas too hell yeah so like I was like yeah y'all y'all good but my daddy sent them motherfuckers on a mission <laughs> bring back my wife's sweet potato pie my daddy said don't play with that pie now <laughs> he said I had to wait all year for this pie <laughs> um I didn't taste the peach cobbler pound cake either Ooh, that was Ooh, that was so good. It looked good. It smelled good. It was good. When I picked it up, first of all, it was heavy as fuck. Yeah. And then I saw all the uh, cream cheese icing on the top. I was like, yeah, this gonna hit. <laughs> so, also, everybody brought alcohol. Uh, Spy Guy brought enough Sprite for me to have for probably the rest of my life. <laughs> because it's just me, and I don't really drink Sprite. So... <laughs> I got Sprite for fucking years now. Because this nigga Spy Guy, he was on cups and uh, utensils, but I had already bought those. I was like, nigga, just buy some drinks. This nigga came in, arms full. That nigga's wild, bro. <laughs> Spy does not cook. It's great that we put him on beverage duty. And also, like me, I just provided the house, nigga. Yeah. People showed up. It It worked out. That's the most important part. It was dope, all of us being back here, like especially because this is where most of us met mm-hmm. and most of us spent hours and hours and days of our early really, 20s. Really, all of us except for Steph. Yeah. Yeah, because Lex and Tiffany met here. Yeah. Andre and Angie met here. That is true. Damn. This is a historical uh, landmark. I know. <laughs> Families have started this in this museum. Right? It's the Shaboom's Cultural Center. Oh, shit. Let me bring a nigga to some Shaboom's. I know. Hey, it ain't real till you come here. <laughs> Let me bring a nigga. Right. You just got to make sure it's the nigga you really, really want. Because Chance going to work his magic. Beyond the grave, he's like, nigga, I got, I got a couple more in me. <laughs> so anybody that follows me on Facebook or Instagram, I posted a picture with us. Weird little side note: that Bob Marley picture in the background is Chances. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So 
The nigga is with us. Damn. So yeah, it was fun. We were reminiscing on stories about some crazy shit that I could never say on fucking the podcast. <laughs> Thomas showed up with one fucking beer. <laughs> First of all, he was an hour late and showed up empty-handed. That nigga walked in with a tall boy, still bagged. And was like, oh, y'all niggas got food? <laughs> Didn't read none of the fucking notes before. He was just ready to party. That was the last nigga to leave here. That's my nigga, bruh. I never would have guessed at 13 that Tom is going to be one of my best friends in the world, but that's one of my niggas. Look, that's my nigga, bro. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Like I was telling Kim before we started, that's my second best birthday of all time. It ain't been many. <laughs> so that's that's good company. And then so my nigga, eight days later, had her birthday and she wild the fuck out. Boy, 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 boy. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. I died a good death and I might as well be a new woman. Lazarus ass nigga. <laughs> I had a rebirth (laughs) after last Saturday. We went to Vibes. It was cool. It wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, It was all right. But, you know, I turned up because I don't really, I don't do that anymore. So it was like my night to go ahead and let it loose. Um, And boy, did I. So two bottles of Terramana was had between... Um, our table, which was five of us total, and I drank most of both of them. <laughs> so what a time! Like I said, I think the estimate was about fifteen shots. Um, Whew. yeah, it was a crazy time. I don't know who the fuck I thought I was, but you know, once I got rolling, hey, you thought you were back in the league? The train didn't stop. <laughs> Like yeah, like it's like when Hoopers have like a they play a little pickup game and they like I'm back, baby. You like I'm back, I'm back in my element. Listen here, it was a great time though. It was a really good time. Um, the DJ was uh, eh. He waited like super late to really like turn us up because we got there. We got there at like 1030, um, which I feel like is a pretty standard time to get to a club for a celebration, like especially when you got a booth. Yeah. We got there at like 1030 and the music was just real like chill, like everybody was still sitting down. Um, so I was just like, oh, this is not a turn up. <laughs> Uh, we get to the booth, we sit down, we waiting on somebody to come, like, cause our bottle was not there when we got there. That's, that's one thing I didn't like. This is, I guess it's just going to be a vibes review right quick. <laughs> um, they asked us what bottle we wanted previously, like beforehand when we booked the booth, but then the bottle was not there. So I'm just like, what is the point of asking beforehand if y'all not going to have us set up correctly? Right. So we waited like 30 minutes for the first bottle. And because of that, like, obviously it, it wasn't chilled. So that's another factor. All of this Terramana was taken in hot. 
Yeah. Hot tequila. Um, it was Reposado, though, but still. Um, and I mean, obviously, we pouring up, so we not leaving it on, on ice long enough for it to chill. Right. <laughs> so it was Terramana and Red Bull all night. That was cool. Um, <laughs> they do be taxing for them bottles. I paid $150 for that second bottle. And I'm just like, how to booth 300 in a bottle 150 yeah, they 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 tax you. Like, what tip percentage did you get off of that? You had to get a hundred dollar tip off of that. Oh yeah, they got you. <clears throat> um, but whatever. That's what I was there for. It happens, bro. That's that's part of the club experience. Getting got. Pop them tags and getting got. That's what I did. In many ways, did I get got? <laughs> uh, so then, then I got a hookah because you know, like we here now. Second bottle in. Hey, fuck it. Pass me the hookah. <laughs> The hookah was trash. Uh, it was supposed to be blueberry mint. First of all, like, if you are going to supply hookahs at your club slash bars, lounges, whatever you got going on, when it comes to groups with larger people, I need y'all to invest in the real hookahs and not them little portable ones. Because the hose kept coming out of the thing so many times for people trying to reach and then switching back and forth with the mouthpieces like we i need a hookah that got the four hoses <laughs> so i don't never got to put it down if i don't want to and i don't got to share with nobody's mouthpiece yeah definitely especially during these post covid days slash pre because covid still out here <laughs> covid still out here doing her thing climbing into your window snatching your people <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> Uh yeah, during these post pre COVID <laughs> times, we got to like and just invest, especially if y'all charging so much for these booths. Don't bring me no plastic ass fucking flat portable hookah box. Like we paid three hundred for this booth. Give me the glass, right? Give me or the the ceramic or whatever. I need that official Middle yeah, Eastern fucking hookah. The real I don't shit need, with the alshish, right? <laughs> And I need that nice ass fucking satin over the fucking hose. Yeah, yeah. And I need at least the mouthpiece condoms. I don't know what the official name for the the tips. Mm-hmm. Like nigga, dress it up and make it real for a nigga. <laughs> Y'all charging us like we going to fucking King of Diamonds, and <laughs> we had fucking vibes in Huntsville right. off in the cut. Give me my shit, nigga. <laughs> Y'all charging price. Y'all, these are not competitive prices. <laughs> As a new spot, you gotta have competitive prices, and they are new. So I might, I would, well, not, I didn't go. So in a new spot, I'd be giving a little bit of grace to. But if you selling a vibe, you selling a vibe, nigga, and it's literally named vibes. So the DJ took too long to catch the vibe. The bottle took too long to get there. The hookah wasn't vibing. On top of the mechanical things the flavor was absolute ass like the girl told me the flavors and she's like i love the blueberry mint so i was like well what's the best which one you like she's like i love blueberry mint that blueberry mint tasted like fucking mint ashtray like it wasn't no blueberry in it it wasn't smooth it was barely pulling and i'm like bro y'all can't be serious you got newport <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. We had the Newport fucking hookah. Um, but you know, we still turned up. 
thank God we had an Uber because yeah. Hey, drink responsibly. That's the main thing that niggas have not learned to this day. Yeah. Um, my sister's friend Crystal was like, so are we getting drunk drunk or <laughs> this was before we left. We were pre-gaming. Um, and I turned everybody up. Nobody was expecting to get that lit and everybody got fucked up. <laughs> and the next day they were just like, Dang, Kayla, we didn't know your sister was gonna get us like this. Like, yeah. My sister was like, she went to Auburn. I was like, yeah. And she got her post grad at Shaboos. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking with the white boys all my life, honey. Hey, that should prepare you. <laughs> drinking with white people will prepare you for a life, nigga. Woo, honey. You'd be like, nigga, I didn't know people got like this, but oh, you never hung out with white people, huh? got the von dutch hat i see you sis yeah i'm out here von dutch i think it's falling off because they be having sales like every other week they do and they be sending me emails i'm like damn why y'all having so many sales but that shit just means something different for like our generation yeah it does i do kind of want to like go down a von dutch rabbit hole i really am about to start dressing like my younger version of myself nigga like i've already started buying baggier jeans i can't do the skinny jeans no more I do got one pair of skinnies that I do love. They're black. Yeah. When I wear my docks, like the docks and skinny jeans be. Yeah. That's like, especially when you wear like the 1461s, like the low, mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. first I got. Yeah. Like I be getting complimented. Like that's how I know I'll be about that. See, that's bag. why you got to get that leather jacket. Bruh. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like that whole fit, like what I was wearing for, uh, on my birthday with the Portis head fucking shirt. Mm-hmm. With a leather jacket, nigga, I'd be that nigga. That shit would have hit different. Um I'm that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> He's that boy. He's that boy. Bro, I'm it's st- not the, the diamonds. diamonds. Ooh, <laughs> it's not the pearls. <laughs> I'm that boy. <laughs> um. So also, I mean, this his album came out. I be, every album that came out after Beyonce, I be listening to Beyonce's album right after to be like, let's see how it holds. <laughs> yeah, let me see if it's still seasoned. That shit is still seasoned as fuck. Totally is. I I do like the the his album. I listen to uh huh. I listen to it twice, but it's gonna. I'm gonna have to listen to it a lot, but I want to listen to it. That's really the sign of a good album. You can't really tell if an album is great the first time. I mean, every now and then there's some outliers. Like the first time I listened to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> nah, bro, Renaissance did it. Renaissance, the first time I listened to, it, I was like, "I understand." We was all laid back after Renaissance. Good Kid, Mad City. Also, when that shit dropped, that's when people were like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Far Gone. So Far Gone. Um, Drake. Drake. Yeah. Because that hit when we were in college. And I remember niggas was waiting. Take Care was that shit for me in college. Take Care, yeah. That was... A, that was I still bump Take Care. Like, no other Drake album other than... Um, 
views? No. Uh, one of the recent ones? <laughs> I want to say it was his... Why can I not think of the name? If you're, uh, it's the one with the chromographic red and blue. I don't know if it was his second album or what. Nothing was the same. No. When the chromographic red and blue. What the fuck is the? We gotta look it up. We gotta look it up. So these are all the pit. Like you swipe left. Wait, yeah, left. <laughs> I be always getting confused when I be telling people. Like, the first couple are the ones I took. Yeah. I mean, I can that one. I mean, they're, they're all cute. They're all cute. They're all cute. <laughs> I'm that girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I played that I haven't played in a long time? Is, um... Motherfucking before I let go from the homecoming album. I was like, I forgot how hard this shit went when it came out. Yeah. Hang on the mistletoe. Did you wait? Did you look to the other ones too? The ones with me and then after? To know. We were watching a hit piece on Drake earlier too. Yeah, we were. Hey, we're having like an old school fucking session. You're watching the crazy shit I be watching on YouTube. <laughs> this was the college Drake. Okay, yeah. Beginning for me. I don't know why I thought it was red and blue. So Far Gone is the one before that. Mm. The mixtape. That's the one with Successful and uh, what's the name? Oh, yeah. I just want to be, I just want to be successful. Hey. Bro, we the funniest thing about college is you be you be swearing up and down that you're like an adult, and you're not. You're, I mean, you're technically adult, so I can't say you're not. But shit, I just became an adult like last week. <laughs> Thirty four made us an adult. <laughs> we had a, a quiet turn up with our friends. Yeah, we did. With a whole ass dinner party playlist. Yeah, we did. And at one point, I played Tomorrow 2 with uh, Glorilla and Cardi B. And Thomas was like, what the fuck is this aggressive ass <laughs> fucking music? <laughs> oh, your thing is saying change the battery. Um, We had bourbon slushies, honey. I know. Hey, I mean, brandy slushies, honey. <laughs> And we play motherfucking heads up. If that ain't thirty four, bro, that game was intense. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. And then, like, I started getting the groove. And then that one where I didn't miss one, it was that's goddamn amazing. <laughs> Usually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty decent with it. Hey, we started getting competitive towards the end. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like everybody was like, yeah. They need to have more decks in there. You, that, everybody always wants some money up of uh, up up. Off of you, yeah. Um, I do need to buy. I have Monopoly here, and I have chess, but I do need to buy at least two more board games. Oh, you gotta get some classic ones. I need. I'm gonna get uh, uh, what's it called? Life Black Card Revoked. Oh, and I'm gonna get Taboo. Is probably the blackest fucking mm. game ever. 
Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. I mean, same thing as Black Card Revoked. We need to play Black Card Revoked with white people. I know. Hey, that's what... Hey. Put them on game. I know. We're going to play uh, Cards Against Humanity with niggas. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Black Card Revoked with white people. Yeah. That's a suburban get down. <laughs> the switch up. Another one of my favorite episodes we've ever done is the one where we talk it's the Christmas episode where we talk about uh playing uh America uh a black man in America. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. And it's just all that fucked up shit. Like, this ain't fun at all. <laughs> that light get hot, don't it? Yeah it do. It's a little bright. A bright light. And it's gonna be what was my favorite song off that album? Mine was uh Fancy. Not off the not off So Far Gone. Oh yeah. Off of what's that? Um it was Fancy and um The one with the dream. Take those fucking heels off and work it, girl. Hey, Dream was a fucking in his fucking bag. You saw where he produced what you call it ten years before Renaissance. I forgot which song it was they were talking about. I think it was Plastic Off the Sofa, maybe. Yeah, like that was an old ass beat, and he finally used it. Mm-hmm. Basically, like Beyonce was like, keep it in the vault. She be knowing. She knows how to craft a fucking album, man. Like, I'm ready for this tour. I'm gonna lose my mind. I know. I need to <laughs> look. I got. I'm supposed to have my bonus coming soon. That's. I just need to make a Beyonce uh, reserve. Come fund. on, bonus. Um. Damn. How you? Oh. But yeah, that was fun. Uh, playing uh, heads up was hilarious because I was like. Uh, on one at one point, uh, the the thing on somebody said I think it was your head, or it might have been somebody else's, uh, was horse, and I just yelled out Sea Biscuit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like Sea Biscuit, <laughs> like nigga, what? No, the funniest one. The well, the two funniest ones. The first one is I had the phone on my head, and I flip it. And Kim just leans in and says, bitches be. <laughs> and all the hurt nigga responses started flying. <laughs> it was like, ghosted. Forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> <Orphan>. Right. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> oh, shit. Have the babies on the- <laughs> And it was uh, tripping. So my best friend in the world, who is a woman, leaned in and said, "Bitch, this me." <laughs> that should be a shirt in its own. It just say tripping at the top, <laughs> then like semicolon, "Bitches me." <laughs> Period. <laughs> oh, juice party twenty twenty two. And then also that nigga spy guy is the worst fucking player of all time. Oh my god. 
He wasn't getting none of them. He wasn't catching on to shit. And then one of them came across his head. It was Freaky Friday. We said Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, and yeah. He-, <laughs> he got that shit straight off the Freaky bat. Friday. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was weird. That's weird. That was interesting. Okay. I got you loaded back up. It's alive. Put your thing in here. Uh, but yeah we were playing that shit that shit was funny and then Thomas reminded me of another hilarious thing that happened what's up um so uh at one point, we started talking about racial slurs. <laughs> That's always fun. And somebody, I think Thomas brought up moon cricket. And then, so, of course, all the black people in the room knew what the moon cricket was. <laughs> and then, I'm not going to say they name, but it was a, a, a Caucasian fellow that was there. And he was like, what's a moon cricket? He was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> Don't be saying that shit. He's like, but what's a moon creek? I was like, hey, that's our word. We can say it. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> He's like, but somebody tell me what's a moon creek. Oh, oh bro. <laughs> Don't be just throwing that fucking word out. Niggas make one batch of good mac and cheese. <laughs> and he feel like he can say moon cricket in this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I realized a lot of people don't know what a moon cricket is. But a moon cricket, if you're black people listening. You got to be deep in black culture to know that shit. Right. <laughs> that also might be one of those slurs that black people have made up about other black people. True. Because I've never, I mean, white people might call us that, but that sounds real niggerish. That sounds very, very cultured. off my selfie game lately i've been honestly taking a nice little social media uh cleanse have you noticed i've been chilling out on it mainly because it's been getting on my nerves and i'll be living on tiktok tiktok is easy you just scroll and go on about your business i feel like women love tiktok more TikTok than has so many avenues the, the only annoying part is the fucking lives that just be popping up while you scrolling but shit Instagram is just really annoying. Yeah, I hate Instagram. I don't even log in every day anymore. I be debating about posting to my feed just because, like, the exposure isn't the same. And I feel like you got to, like, you got to make it a fucking job just to get the the exposure that you're trying to get now. Like, yeah. you got to post every day. I shouldn't have to do that. I have... 1600 followers why do i only have 32 likes on this photo <laughs> right like my likes should be at least 10 percent of my following right i think 
think the reddish lighting is probably just uh, automatic. I'm going to cut it. I think we got stuff we can use, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Kiki Palmer's pregnant. I know. That's so dope. That's pretty cool. I think Kiki as a mom will be hilarious. I mean, she's yeah. already hilarious. I feel like she'll be a great mom. She's been an old woman her entire life. She got her head on straight. She like, seemed to be in love. That's what's up. Culturally sound, politically sound. So good for her. That was a cute little reveal. Mm-hmm. She to it. do it on Saturday Night Live is a eat. Especially having scissor or scissor as the Twitter streets have called her. I couldn't tell if it was real or not. I was like, wait a minute. When I told my mom, I was like, Kiki Palmer, she was like, is that real? Her stomach doesn't even look real. I think also it was just because it was Saturday Night Live. Like, we just expect everything to be fucking a joke. joke. You know what I'm saying? But the other thing was, I started seeing people be like, she's so young. Be like, Kiki is our age. I know. (laughs) I think she, like, she, if she ain't 30, she 29. She in her late 20s for sure. Which is older than all of our parents. I feel like that's an average uh, childbearing age, around yeah. average. Yeah. Hell, my mama was, what, 23, 24 when she had me? Mm-hmm. My mama was 26, newly. And then I was the second child. They had started before me. So I feel like that's a nice, wholesome age of millennial. A millennial mom at 29. Mm-hmm. That's a nice, respectable age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for her. I know. I like, look, I like seeing like people I fucks with win. And I fucks with her. Yeah, we love us some Kiki. She just, she like a cousin. <laughs> she really is. She one of the cousins. That is totally what it is. Because she, she speaks her mind, but not in an annoying way. Um, and you can tell she's being herself. But then you can also tell, like, just the way that she speaks, that she had, there's some intelligence behind it, and she's not just speaking for attention. Right. She's not, she's very transparent about a lot of things. I just, you know, we just appreciate Kiki. Kiki, do you love me? No. <laughs> we appreciate Miss Kiara. Miss Palmer. I wonder if that's her real name. Oh, it was on manual. That's what it was. That's what I thought I had put it on auto. Because the, there's one up there at the top, and then the second one has the M on it. That's manual. Right. I thought I chose the one on the top. This touchscreen is kind of weird. I guess it was already on. I can change it, though, later. Um, But, yeah. So, shout out to her. Um... So, we have missed a lot of stuff, and we will not cover most of it, because fuck it, I'm just vibing with my nick. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but I feel like we kind of got to talk about the whole uh, Britney Grinder thing. Oh, yeah. She finally is back with us. Yeah. So, uh, th- we did a prisoner swap, where we got... Uh, <laughs> It sounds so bad. It sounds like a trade, like an NBA trade. Yeah. We got Brittany Grinder and back. They got, 
And they got a guy who's referred to as the merchant of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sounds insane. Cause somebody I didn't even know there was such a guy. They said that nigga was selling uh uh weapons to fucking to fund uh you know those child soldiers in Africa. Oh wow. They said that's what that nigga was doing. Sheesh. Right. And so when it happened, some people I mean, I think I got Keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. Okay. <laughs> See this ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you gotta have creative ass friends to get you in your fucking shit. Mm-hmm. That's me. Look at the camera for a second. One more. Wait, hold it. I feel like I look too serious. I know you do look mad serious. <laughs> I was concentrating. You look mad serious. Yeah, I do. Man, J Lo. <laughs> I'm just throwing shit out here because I feel like it's so much that we didn't miss. I know. Look, we're just gonna keep throwing. It's, it's just so much shit blowing my mind. <laughs> we missed so much crazy shit, bro. They've been eating her ass up on TikTok. Bro. I kind of feel bad. I mean, it's funny, but I kind of feel bad. I'm just like, bro, like, because it's been more like reaction videos and then also like old videos of tributes from, you know, Jennifer Hudson, Christina Aguilera, Ariana Grande doing I Will Always Love You. And then they'll have something in the caption about J-Lo or then they'll put like it's a second clip from J-Lo singing some shit and I'll just be like oh my god I hope she doesn't see these but at the same time like what what would possess somebody to be like we're doing a Whitney Houston tribute one of the one of the top five singers of all time that like collectively most people have her at one why would you choose Jennifer Lopez for a music tribute now, if we doing a Janet Jackson choreography tribute, I was gonna say we can get Jenny from the block. If we are doing a subpar romantic comedy, <laughs> <laughs> we can do Jenny from the block. <laughs> I've learned. I might cut this out. If you add like a double, like a double uh, adjective or whatever, yeah. or an advert and an adjective yeah. is what makes the comedian yeah. Thing, like, <laughs> yeah, like when I was talking about Herschel Walker the other day to Thomas, and I was like, he's like a diabolical coon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh wee! But yeah, why would you choose Jennifer Lopez for a? musical tribute of any kind like, like let's not even go with just singing if it was a rap tribute because a rap tribute with jennifer lopez is just as ridiculous as having jennifer lopez do a singing tribute but at the same time as jennifer lopez why would you accept she's delusional <laughs> you know what i'm saying like what made her be like you know what yeah i'll do it i can do that me and Jennifer sing the same type of music. 
like have the same type of voice like me and whitney houston we're about to say it's one a one b you have to be a powerhouse vocalist to sing whitney yeah or j-lo is not (laughs) but she is delusional so i think that's where j-lo is not even a vocalist she she ain't even the best singer in her last former house like mark anthony can sing his ass off compared to jennifer lopez Granted, he's a male vocalist. It's a little bit different. But I'm trying to think. Who could they have gotten that would have suited Whitney better? Are, uh, the people you named? <laughs> Ariana? Tony Braxton. Tamar Braxton. Yeah, Tamar. Adele. Yeah, old, old Adele, though. Because I don't think Adele ever got her full vocal strength back after that surgery. Oh, shit. Oh. That's really high too to be singing. That's a hot like Whitney on. I will always. Yeah, but love you gotta think about Hello from the other side when she belts. But I don't think she can go that high anymore. Damn, I'm sorry, Adele. Hey, she gave us classics. So far, two Braxton sisters. <laughs> we gonna put the Braxton family in here. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna put the Wyden's family in here. CC, CC would Yolanda. Kill. Yeah, let's talk about the gospel art. Let's throw the gospels in there. They at Whitney's funeral. They talked about that CC was one of Whitney's favorite vocalists. CC is up there. Who else vocally? I'm trying to think high singers. Kiki Wyatt. I would I would put Kiki Wyatt definitely before J Lo. Kiki Wyatt can blow. I'm trying to think who else. Why is she not bigger than she is other than having 12,000 children? Didn't she go to jail at one point? I think she did. Haven't all the celebrities gone to jail at one point? <laughs> but that should only backfire with women. Yeah, true. You are very right. Lil' Kim never recovered after going to jail for that year. Yeah. Damn. I don't know, because the City Girls... But that's also because Carisha was keeping the streets hot. True, true, true. She did have a tag team partner. Carisha, look, Carisha. It might be the smartest way to do it. Like, hey, if I go to jail, sign somebody to hold your shit down. Same way with Migos. Like, fucking Offset went to jail and Takeoff and fucking Quavo held that shit all the way down till he got out and then pretty much bad and bougie came out like that next year yeah like that's like you gotta have people working for you on the outside also no matter what happens with carisha she's certified as a real nigga for holding it down for jt since she got out these are facts people didn't even know city girls was actually two girls yeah for a while because carisha was holding it down for everybody mm-hmm. that that's a real ass nigga that's why JT, she says she don't be doing a lot of guest things because she's like, no, nah, it's only me and her, which I respect. Yeah. Especially because JT is the better fucking rapper. I just can't get with Carisha's. It's something. I don't know if it's her voice. It's her diction. I think her Miami is too thick. Yeah. She doesn't. But it is also not a traditional Miami. It's it's also just very like super Southern draw. Yeah, I don't want to say Memphis either because it's not quite Memphis. It's it's Florida regional black accent, but you know what's different? 
if she could capture her cadence of her speaking voice, mm-hmm. rapping, mm-hmm. she would be dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Because her speaking voice, she's she's a good speaker. Like, that's why the talk show is doing good. I gotta find that one video. This was before the glow up, I think. Uh, Where she talking to Santana? She's like, my man, my man, my man. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's the that shit will live in infamy. <laughs> that shit's like this fucking is a, Pearl Harbor. A video of her, video of her saying some shit, and could nobody tell what the hell she was doing. Another one of my favorite old Carisha videos is the one where she said flewed out. <laughs> when they were trying to get the people for the twerk video if you the best twerker we get you flewed out <laughs> what <laughs> I gotta find it cause she said some shit and everybody was like what the hell did she just say also speaking on random ass fucking shit that's happening uh, Diddy announced that he welcomed a little girl into the world uh, like three hours ago. What? And it was not Miami's. Not Diddy being the next Nick Cannon. Hey, Diddy might be the original Nick. <laughs> Ooh, weed. The fact that niggas even still like Diddy. Hey, Grisha, bad one too. And like, that is every toxic nigga's fucking fantasy. A bad chick that put up with your bullshit. Right, ladies, run. <laughs> if he tells you you're too good for him, run. <laughs> Literally, he's telling on himself. He is speaking the truth. He's speaking truth to power, and you have the power to get the fuck out. <laughs> Exit stage left. Um, what other crazy shit? That Herschel Walker shit was wild. That nigga almost won, and I don't know if he has a functioning brain. He don't. <laughs> to quote uh, 85 South podcast, Herschel Walker <laughs> played football when the helmets were soft. <laughs> <laughs> the helmets and the shoes were soft. Right. <laughs> oh, that shit. nigga's egg is scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> I played... That shit was so funny. I played that shit for both of my parents with the the nigga and the fuck at the end, and they both died laughing. <laughs> I ain't heard they're my, not wrong. I ain't heard my dad laugh like that in a minute. <laughs> they are not wrong. I'm not fucking listening to this nigga, man. Bro, I'm on this bondage website. Now they know they need to go ahead and come down on these prices. Ain't nobody buying this shit. But LA niggas. Um, um Deion Sanders. Yeah. Left Jackson State. And that shit has been like the topic for the last like two weeks. The niggas are shook. It's so many different camps to these niggas though. Like Speaking from an HBCU standpoint, I felt like for a long time, people didn't really understand, like, why black people or especially people that went to HBCUs were upset. They kind of like it was a group of people who were really almost like, 
what did y'all niggas expect? That he was going to stay there forever? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nigga. I thought he would at least stay there the four years that Shador was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Or at least the first class. Because that's what most college... If, if you're a successful college coach, that's what most of the niggas do. Like, for your first... uh your first class you at least stay there to see them graduate that way you can at least brag and be like we graduating our fucking kids Mm -hmm. but it also seemed like that nigga I think I talked about this on different parts of the podcast but he didn't seem like he was there for the team yeah he was there for Dion which is cool I was gonna say I didn't feel like he was fully in it no, it feels like this is how I was looking at. It. I think this is how a lot of people who love swag football and HBCU athletics were. He's there for Dion, but if like it brings attention to HBCUs in Jackson State, good for it, and I'm here for it. But he didn't stay long enough for him to complete the mission. That nigga was telling people that God sent him for this mission. Which. That's a little. uh, My lady don't protest too much. (laughs) It's a little haughty. Right. It's like, hmm. Well, this nigga did go to uh, T.D. Jakes' fucking church. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the apple don't fall too far. Right. And I love Bishop Jakes, but let's be real about it, man. (laughs) Let me see. Uh, one of my favorite podcast uh, hosts of all time, Bomani Jones, had an amazing segment about it on CNN, and niggas was in the feelings. Let me see if I can pull it up. us there ain't but one Deion Sanders and now he's telling us <laughs> go find somebody else. step into Deion other HBCUs spent the last 35 years telling us there ain't but one Deion Sanders and now he's telling us go find somebody else to do what Deion Sanders does you can't have this both ways I don't judge him for taking the job at Colorado they probably increase his salary by something like 15 times mm-hmm. right I totally get that it all makes sense but what he did was something that college coaches do all the time, which is you have to sell people four-year, ten-year plans when your plan is always one year at a time. That's the only way that you could really pull that off. And so he came in and he sold a long-term vision for what was going on at Jackson State, but his goals and ambitions were always to be a Power 5 head coach. My take has always been he went to Jackson State primarily because he wanted to be a head coach but didn't want to ever be anybody's assistant coach. So he had to find That's somebody that would give him a job and make him a head coach and so he could have that on his resume and then he could take that to try to get the job that he actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Jackson State was the place that could do it and he did a lot of good work while he was at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. But all the bigger grandiose notions of what he was doing for somebody else, no, it was what it always is. He did it for Dion, and that's fine if you don't tell us that you're trying to do this for somebody else. But can he do both? Can't he go to a program and be there for three years, only have five losses like he did, and and bring the attention? Maybe the next person won't be, you know, prime time. They won't be as as charismatic as he is, but he still did bring attention to it. And and what I've seen from the athletic director and other people is they were grateful for him, and they oh, no. talked about him going on, and something he signaled because of the financial disparities here. No, he's very good, but I think the 
magnitude of the financial disparity is so much greater than anybody realizes. I think the magnitude of the financial disparity between HBCUs and other FCS schools, the smaller division in Division One, is bigger than people realize it is. So there's room to criticize him for the way that he has left and for the fact that his initial rhetoric is not in line with his ultimate. Well, Montezin, what would you have him do? What well, would you I have the man do? Oh, well, I wouldn't have come in in the first place and said that God sent me here to fix HBCUs and God decided that in the middle of it, you were supposed to leave? In the middle yeah, of it. I mean, it. like, the thing I've said is maybe God wants 10% of 5 mil and not 10% of 375. If God can do math, I can understand why it is. He sold a dream. That nigga wild as fuck. On the dream. People have the right to be critical of that. I also would have taken the job that he took at Colorado, right? It's not a judgment of the fact that he took the job, but this is not in line with what he told us for all these years. Okay. So it's it was a lot of people that got mad at Bomani being on CNN and saying that. Of course, cuz a lot of people are A lot of people are mad at Dion, but not for those reasons. But a lot of people are mad at like there was a, a group of people who felt like Bomani was out there soft soft stepping, soft shoeing, mm. like being an Uncle Tom, like where, you know, they bring you out to speak bad of black men. I think he was being actually fair to Dion. He could have came out there and read him as a fucking con man, and he didn't. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people who, who didn't go to HBCUs don't understand, like, well, the people that didn't graduate from HBCUs, I'm not knocking anybody. But once you graduate, you understand the mission a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Once you graduate from a school anyway, you're going to ride for that school regardless. Not, I'm not going to say regardless, but that's going to be your, that's a, a special place in your heart. Right. If, you, if you started as a freshman somewhere, or as a sophomore, you transferred and you finished a, a mission, that's going to hold a special place in your heart for the rest of your life, even if you don't want to admit it. With HBCUs, we felt a certain type of way because we made a decision and we understand the magnitude of it after we graduated. You stayed a course. It was a lot of bullshit I went through going to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of people aren't vocal about that because they don't want it to seem like they're downing black institutions. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy to go to a black school. But also, there's tons of benefits going to a black school. A lot of people poured into me in a way that people wouldn't have poured into. I feel like people wouldn't have poured into at a bigger school, let alone a bigger, wider institution. I feel like being a small black college. These are facts. Most of the people I graduated with, I had multiple classes with. I had personal relationships with my professors. But also the thing about going to HBCU is you understand that athletics is put into a proper perspective at a smaller school. That might be a controversial topic to people. For sure. But it's not the end all be all. You get privileges, just like most places when you're a good athlete. But everybody also at HBC, you know, everybody in these stands is showing up for halftime. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a level of me- especially if the team ain't good, right? <laughs> Look, niggas go leave the stands after halftime. That's why we was excited for y'all to come play us, right? <laughs> Everybody over treated us so nice. They're like, your band was so. We lovely. can't wait to see the band, my nigga. Right? <laughs> we don't get this. Say, fuck the game. We see football every week, nigga. We don't get a show band. So like. At the HBCU, things are put into a proper perspective or a, a more healthy perspective where athletes don't just run the fucking college. Mm-hmm. There's emphasis on academics, on artistry by having the band being the band. And plus, it's just smaller. So it's like where you're an athlete, you're like, yeah, you you that nigga on campus, but there's other niggas on campus. It's that yeah, nigga. yeah. So it's like it's just different, but with Dion, he was making it seem like he was gonna come and uplift all of it, mm-hmm. and he didn't necessarily do that because he was downing niggas every week, saying the swag can't compete with him and his niggas. So that's why, like, we go look a certain type of way, be like. Alabama State's coach, which I hate Alabama State for the rest of my goddamn life. I hate everything about that fucking school down in Montgomery. Fuck them. I know your parents graduated. I it's, hate it's to say a, it. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's just such a weird fence to be on, having parents who graduated from state but grew up down the street from A&M. Right. I was like, like, ah, yeah, I didn't go to neither. So <laughs> I could play both sides if I wanted to, but I... In this, as for me in this house, as for me in this podcast, it'd be A and M if I had to choose. Gang, gang, because that's where I grew up. Like I right. grew up going to A and M events, been to A and M homecomings. Obviously, I've been to Classic at least once, but I also feel like it's a little different if if you didn't go to a black college, but you grew up <clears throat> around a black college. Yeah, it is. It that's a different world too. Mm-hmm. I don't have any knocks against motherfuckers that grew up around black colleges like mm, some of the stuff I don't want to <laughs> experience. I feel it. But also you get the certain elements of the culture of just being in Huntsville. You grew up around Oakwood. You grew up around A&M. And it's just certain things that stand out to you. Yeah. Um, definitely gave me that experience that I wasn't going to get from where I was at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the parades, you know what I'm saying? Homecoming week was actually an event. Yeah. And not just these little, um, what do you call them? Icebreakers. Mixers. Basically, <laughs> like, <laughs> come out on the courtyard and get you a koozie. Right. Drop your name in the bucket to get some dollars for the student center. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is at A and M every week we had every Sunday Wednesday, which I mean as the title says, on every Sunday Wednesday we would be on the quad and they have a DJ and everything and niggas be chilling wearing their Jordans and shit trying to holler at girls. Yeah, what a time! Our quad was so white, black black kid niggas was not on the quad. I remember one time I went down to Auburn and I got lost and I ran into two of the finest black women in the world and I was with some white drunk boys and I was just like, God damn. 
<laughs> I finally run into some black women in Auburn that I don't know besides Kim. <laughs> it's so crazy though, because like for Auburn to have as many students as it had or has, especially now, especially I can only imagine, especially y'all had we had we still had a, a, a huge like black percentage, and y'all had tons of niggas from Atlanta. Oh yeah, for sure. Auburn is like. Georgia uh, part yeah. two. Yeah. It's ton- like it was tons of motherfuckers from Georgia and fucking Auburn. But uh, yeah, it's just different. Like, like with Dion, I get it. I get it. But don't sell the dream, man. He let a lot of people down. We like people were comparing him to Eddie Robinson. Like, and Eddie Robinson means something to HBCUs that mm-hmm. uh, college football in general we like for a second it seemed like Dion was going down to uh, Jackson and he was going he was going to start a movement like it was going to be like we about to be, have NFL players up in here it was going to be like some black remember the Titan shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah, exactly like the other funny thing is it coincided with fucking 2020 which we're two years removed almost three years removed from 2020 we can start to kind of laugh at some of the ridiculousness that was happening with those George Floyd uh, protests white people didn't know how to react and they were doing a lot of stupid ass shit that didn't help anything a lot of stuff that didn't matter yeah, but in the midst of that, Deion Sanders showed up in Jackson, Mississippi. In the middle of all of that shit, and was saying, "This is a different way. Black college sports does not have to be this other way. It could be elite. It can have NFL players, and we can give back to our community." Mm-hmm. That's not what the nigga said, but he said a lot more words than that. <laughs> so you got to give me a little bit of fucking room. <laughs> um, so he sold the fucking dream in the middle of the fucking. 2020 was the most complex climate I've been in as an adult. Oh, child. You have all the uh, COVID shit going on, but then you have. A fucking modern civil rights movement where niggas is burning down fucking parts of cities and there are protests worldwide because the police killed a man in the fucking street. Almost the whole year I feel like there were protests. Yeah. And then it wasn't even just the George Floyd shit because I feel like the other thing that people are forgetting is it was uh, Ahmaud Aubrey. Mm-hmm who was chased down in a modern day lynching in a truck and fucking killed because he was suspected of breaking into a house. Breonna Taylor is murdered in her house. The cops don't get charged with anything at all. And then you have George Floyd die. Well, George Floyd is murdered in the street. By a road cop. And it's a combination of those things that make the climate different. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just trying to make it be like, 
George Floyd is murdered and niggas start wilding. No, niggas was fed the fuck up. Yeah, we were we were already a point where we was ready to wild. Like we've been ready to wild. Right. It, it was like it's that thing where it was the straw. Yeah, exactly. That broke the camel's back. In the message, Melly Mel says it's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Mm. And niggas was fucking fed up mm-hmm. of all the shit they had tried to do the peaceful protests and everything else, and motherfuckers weren't listening. Then they burned down that goddamn police precinct, <laughs> <laughs> and niggas start fucking. And up. then they was like, and then oh. white people were like, oh, okay, this could go a different way, all right? And that shocked white people on multiple fronts. Well-meaning white people were like, how do I make this better? And I respect that. And I really do respect that. I'm not being condescending or anything. And then it was other people just being like, do we need to lock them up? We can lock them up. We can definitely lock them up. If y'all niggas are going to start wilding like this, we can lock this (laughs) motherfucker up. Please. (laughs) Like, hey, please. I don't know what's going on in your community, but if you will spare the rest of us, we will sacrifice this white motherfucker. You could just get your moon crickets. (laughs) Like, if you moon crickets could just get in line and start chirping at this motherfucker (laughs) and save the rest of us. (laughs) And then there was people being like, I don't believe black lives matter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is an insane thing to like. What a year. Bro. Hey, it's going to be so many documentaries made about that year of our life. Bro, protesting in the middle of COVID is some real shit. I know. I felt like a bitch though. I ain't even going to lie because you were like, let's go. And I was like, nigga. I went. I was out there. And I wasn't. And I felt like an Uncle Tom. <laughs> so I had to fucking donate some money or some shit. Like, my nigga out here. And I ain't in solidarity with her. I was out there. I remember it. I left. I didn't tell my parents because I knew what they was going to say. They was going to be too scared. But I was like, nah, fuck it. We we roll. We ride at dawn. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. I hate a card. Don't get don't ever give me no card, bro. Unless it's for some bereavement shit. But Christmas cards. Birthday cards with nothing in them. (laughs) Like, I just want people to know I'm throwing that card away immediately. Because if I don't, I'm going to hoard it. And for what? Exactly. No, I don't need no more trash in my house. Yes. (laughs) Yes, nigga. (laughs) Just give me the money. Send me a text. Wish me Merry Christmas. We got gifts now. It's all kind of shit you can send me to say Merry Christmas. Don't give me no card. I don't want no card. I'm not finna sit that shit up. <laughs> My mama used to sit the cards. I feel like all black mamas used to sit their cards out on display. Like, this is from our family to your family. And they all have the little family photo and all this extra shit. Like, all the bougie families used to put their yeah. family photos in the Christmas card. Like, so you just studied that y'all went down to Sears and right, you got your right. shit. Right. <laughs> With your whole matching knit sweaters and shit. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want a picture of your family neither. That's cute. 
put it on put it online this is this is my generation put the picture of your family online i'm gonna like that shit and go on about my business nigga i love scrolling facebook and seeing family pic- that's the only shit i like on facebook but what, what am i really going to do with multiple people's family photos <laughs> Hang them up? No, I'm not putting other people's family photos in my shit. This shit's weird, nigga. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, don't give me no card, and especially if you got your family photo in it. Okay, cool. Y'all look cute. Great. Trash. <laughs> I'm not saving it. Bro, don't waste the paper also from don't an environmental it. standpoint. Cards is expensive anyway now, like, especially if you go the Hallmark route. That's right. an $8 card with a $12 envelope. Nigga. <laughs> That's a UPS package. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your Christmas cards where they at. Bro, just make digital Christmas cards. There you there you go. We used to call them e-cards back in the day. Hey. An email. They would only, get, they would only come to your email. Right. Hey, somebody sent me one of them. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> This is way better than having an actual cart. Yeah. No disrespect. My brother, I mean, my mom gave me a nice cart. My uh, nephews and niece gave me a nice cart. My niece spelled her name all the way wrong on fucking shit. (laughs) It was cute as fuck. (laughs) I left that cart accidentally at my mama's house. (laughs) And that's probably a better place for it. Exactly. (laughs) Somebody who will cherish the moment. Because my single ass is like, oh, I have other things in my mind besides this cart. I appreciate it. Listen, I might double back if I leave my holiday plate, but I'm not finna be like, shit, I left that Christmas card. I'm not going back for no Christmas card. This is yours. This is the worst part of it. I did think, shit, I left the cart and then it went completely out of my fucking mind. Like, well. Fuck it. I'll go to my mom's house eventually again. She probably ain't gonna keep it neither. Right. She kept it. <laughs> hey, Patricia Woods. She is really a- is my mama. I right. swear to God. <laughs> I kept that for you. God damn it. Nah, I thought that's, she was that's one thing away. my mama will do. She will throw some shit away real fast. I went back. <laughs> In my defense, I did go back that Wednesday. So my birthday was that Thursday. It was the next week. I think if I waited probably another day, it's gone. Hey. Yeah, that's that black mama clean shit. My mom used to clean and she just used to start throwing shit away. That's how my daddy cleaned too. Whatever was in the way. Toys, books, get them out. They should have been got up two weeks ago. They going in the trash. Then you be looking for your shit three months later. Yep. She be acting like she don't know where it's at. But you do this. You you know you threw that shit away. Hey, my dad has thrown away so many fucking t-shirts <laughs> because it wasn't like hey, you should have been thought, should have been thinking about it when you uh you washed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it only be a week. It be like my daddy be like, nah, nigga, we got to clear this shit out now. <laughs> I just I really want to know like where did the tradition of saving Christmas cards come from? And then when you do save them, how long do you keep them? New Year's and then throw them away or like I feel like after a certain point Christmas cards go into the family album or that's how it was in my my house hmm 
I don't think we got none in our family albums. Some of the Christmas cards that <laughs> our cousins and them sent or church members sent would eventually go into. Yeah, and then when you get one from your pastor, that's like the elite Christmas Yeah, card. that's on display. That's on the fucking, <laughs> that's on the fireplace. Because we put pastors on a pedestal and we got to stop that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah we Keep, do. Lead, listen, save your money on a Christmas card, honestly. As two niggas that just went through uh, their birthdays, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate the sentiment all the way. I'm gonna read that card if it ain't got no money in it. I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna I'm gonna reflect on the, what's in the card. But oh, <laughs> they took the time out to get this useless ass fucking shit, and I this respect fake ass shit. <laughs> Because she my mama, I'm gonna fucking listen. Oh, that was a nice. You know, it'd be even worse as a card that don't got nobody's handwriting in it. They just give you the card, <laughs> just straight out the pack, straight up out the store, nigga. Straight out the pack. Just here you go. <laughs> Write your name on the front, if that. That is like the equivalent of leaving, like, you know when you buy a frame and it's got the family in the frame? That's the equivalent of just fucking putting that shit on your fucking uh, wall. That's, that's the equivalent of a happy birthday text with no exclamation. Oh, my God, yes. I hate that shit. Like, hey. why are you sending me this dry-ass shit? Dry-ass happy birthday, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with this shit? HBD. What? I'm gonna need you to say the whole thing. What? <laughs> we got a predictive text. Like, come on, you could have typed it out, <laughs> right? Especially because, like, use a predictive text. If you fucking put on my way or OMW, I phone be like, I'm gonna add this exclamation point. Blue. It's like, nigga, I'm on my way. I am excited to get to you. Right. (laughs) You got to tame it down to be like, I'm sorry. I forgot. (laughs) I am on my way. And all like, you can't even capitalize anything on that follow up message. Be like, I am on my way. Sometimes you got to edit the predictive text. Hey, predictive text and put you in a predictive ass. Hey, Cooper, get your ass down. What's up, buddy? He said, what's up, girl? <laughs> hey, uh, oh, you came to see me? This nigga was excited to fucking see you, though. What's up, bud? He was like, nigga, why do you got this door open? Who coming? Who coming, nigga? <laughs> yeah, you was, uh, was locked up and sleep the last time. Hey, that nigga was overly stimulated. He was like, oh, it's niggas in this fucking house? Yeah, he said, oh, no. So it's more of just this human? The one that feeds me? He he loved uh, Spy Guy. I don't know why. That nigga's weird as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, after everybody left, I was like, so how was Spy Guy? I I asked Steph. She's like, he wasn't as crazy as y'all make it seem like. He's like, no, if you only knew how crazy this if nigga you only, <laughs> If that nigga was only drinking, then you would have saw. Three drinks in, Spy would have been The life lit. of a goddamn party. He knew that. That's why he ain't drink. Yep. That nigga was hugging <laughs> He didn't drink sp- or eat. I'm like, Spy, what are you doing? He was just hugging that Sprite. Like, Of course, he had a, tis, a twist top for his <clears throat> Sprite because... 
That's how the nigga roll. He owe one a fucking can. That shit's open for everybody. <laughs> That's a nigga on the go. Right. Hey, I've been uh, using black soap with uh, Egyptian musk. I'm like, that's a different level of black man. That's a real nigga right there. I know, hey. Look, this nigga got waves. You just just stepped into your adult niggadom. Hey, I I use black soap with Egyptian musk, (laughs) and I got fake gold chains (laughs) for days, nigga. And uh, uh, little Bow Wow do rags. Right, hey. Hey, them Bow Wow do rags. I I hope to get sponsored by uh, <laughs> Bow Wow do rags, and I'll be I look nigga. I shout them niggas out all the time. I'm gonna send this clip in. I might like, get one for the culture. Hey, I, for a while I was buying a do rag every haircut I got. I was like nigga. Oh yeah, you was committed. Oh yeah, I you got a believer. I got silky ass do rags. I got, got velvet. Hey, a real nigga gotta have a velvet do rag, nigga. You ain't doing it for the culture if okay. you ain't got a rip. I got to step my nigga tree up because <laughs> I don't got a velvet do rag yet. I ain't had one in my life. <laughs> That's some powerful nigga tree. That's bro. what thirty four is for. Stepping right. my nigga tree up, <laughs> <laughs> nigga kill. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing that happened this year is meeting one of our white listeners and them trying to describe that episode that it was me and Melvin and we talked about the idea of nigga me, but they didn't use nigga at all. But that conversation was hilarious <laughs> because they couldn't use nigga. They were just like, I can't use the words you say. <laughs> Respectfully. And they were like, but mm, me? <laughs> I was like, this shit is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the idea of like I'm gonna break this shit down for you. I'm gonna get my hotel back. We getting back to our originals. <laughs> I'm getting my hotel back. Juice's hotel back. back. Merch is on. Reopening. <laughs> so if you understand <laughs> or if you overstand, and definitely if you understand. Then you will know. EDB Du Bois had the idea of double consciousness, whereas black people have to look at themselves in two different ways. So the idea of nigamy is an alternative to the me that I put myself out in front of the broader society, as we will say. Mm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when I get around my people, and I get ethnic, mm. then I become nigga juice. Nigga you is the higher, it's the inner self. It's, it's like being around your cousin. Yes, yes. <laughs> and your accent come out. Right. Hey. <laughs> Even though that's not where you from. Right. But when you get around your people, your ancestors be talking. So, you know, when you get around your people, mm-hmm. your ethnicity be talking. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that shit be going a little broad and you be like, God damn, I didn't know this level of nigga was in me. Like riding around on your off day with your do-rag on and a wife beater is some shit that a younger me would have never fucking done. 34-year-old nigga me? Out here. Out here. With it playing trap music and everything. 
ain't code switching no more. Hey, that's when I knew I wasn't a real nigga. When I was hanging out with Kim and she was not code switching <laughs> at fucking all. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I, am I Uncle Tom ass nigga? Kim was letting niggas fly. We we the only two niggas in that fucking place. Kim was pop, 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 pop. <laughs> yeah. like, Look at my nigga out here. <laughs> Giving no fucks is what I do best lately. Bro. Hey, we just still came a long way. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Ooh, honey, 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 have honey, we? Honey, but yeah, that nigga me, that nigga me be a. Hey, I don't, I don't get embarrassed of nigga me. Nigga me is when I feel the most comfortable in the world. Nigga, you, that's your inner you. That is what? What did Freud say? Uh, uh, is that the id or yes. the id? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Do you understand or do you overstand? When, you when overstand? two nerdy ass black niggas <laughs> just like, yeah. That's right, nigga. Show Leah. Dropping Sigmund Freud ass fucking quotes. Show morning america uh the host for i think the third hour is tj holmes and amy robach <laughs> and everybody had been talking for months about their chemistry on air it's just something about them we just like and then apparently because both of them were married one of their spouses hired a private investigator and the private investigator um, did some private investigating <laughs> and got them in 4K doing lovey-dovey-ass shit. 4K. They were out in broad daylight cheating. That's insane, That's bro. That's as fuck. Being who they are? They are the most watched fucking morning show in America. Being who they are. But so these motherfuckers got exposed and they have been just having a whole fucking um affair out in public. All that shit come out and they still keep them on the air together for a couple of days. And then shit came out about TJ Holmes had been having affairs with, I got, I guess, every fucking woman. He was fucking producers, everything. So they removed him from the air. But yeah, that cheating shit is some wild shit. In the workplace. Bruh, that, That's hey. the most common cheating story, I tell you. It's the place you spend the second most. You actually spend more time with your coworkers, true, than you do with your family mm-hmm. or loved ones. Because that's forty plus hours a week. Yeah. 
So, you know, humans are social people. I'm just going to be uh, generous with that. <laughs> and, you know, people be vibing. But yeah, at a certain point. But to be, get, like, in the spotlight like that. You can't be just out here living foul like that. You already high profile. Yeah. And you in daylight? Like, you're not even trying to fucking. Ooh, ooh, we. That karma, honey. That karma, that karma. But here's where it gets a little bit interesting. So, I've. Like, you ever know somebody from media, but you don't know them? But you're like, oh, that's bruh man from so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Or that's, oh, I know that nigga. Or that's the news nigga. That's how I felt about TJ Holmes. Back in the day, I used to watch a lot of, uh, what's it called? What's the sh- uh, the channel that uh, Nancy Grace's crazy ass used to be on? HLN. It was like CNN, but it was not CNN. Yeah. But I used to watch their morning news because Robin Mead was on it. And Robin Mead is a fine woman. And that nigga TJ Holmes used to be on there. Like, oh, that's bro man from so-and-so. <laughs> Not bro man. Bro man from so-and-so is the most nigga way of saying I know who you are. Without saying I don't know who you are. But I know you so-and-so bro man. <laughs> but, uh... So like I, I I you know I was kind of familiar with TJ Holmes like name wise or whatever. It's like oh you mean that light skinned nigga with fucking green eyes? Them green eyes niggas always. <sighs> it ain't nothing worse to see a, a black person with some different color eyes. They always got their eyes so goddamn buck. I swear, this all looking, in the sunlight. <laughs> you see my eye color? Yes, nigga. All in the light. <laughs> The only thing worse than that is a motherfucker with contacts that's some different colors. Yeah. It's like that that self hatred run deep as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and it don't even be the the contacts don't even be realistic. I know it'd be like nigga. I know your black ass ain't got no goddamn blue eyes. Like I can see the circles. <laughs> <laughs> right, like get get you some hazel and that shit, please. You get goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn ocean blue, nigga. Tone it down. Ice gray. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. White walker blue. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just uh, them green eyed bandits, man. They they something else. That nigga TJ Holmes, his real name is Latellus Holmes Jr. Not Lutellus. Lutellus. That sound like a nigga that got two families on the same side of town. Not Lutellus. Yeah, he do. He from West Memphis, Arkansas. I know a nigga when I hear Lutellus. Like, being a cheater, that's the most Lutellus ass <laughs> shit that I could fucking think of, nigga. Lutellus. Lutellus. What? He sound like a shade tree mechanic. What names did they put together to get to that? That's worse than Lucius. He named after three different niggas. Right. Three different, like, toxic ass niggas. You got Lou's, because, you know, you don't trust no Lou ass nigga. <laughs> Tell us. I'll look. Telly? Any, if you, I've met somebody and their name was Telly, 
I'm like, nigga, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and us. Any name in an us? <laughs> not uh, on duty. <laughs> not a not a US. It, look, don't add no us. Lucius, if look, if like if a nigga approached you one day, he said, Hey baby, how you doing? My name is Lucius. Like, mm, nigga. <laughs> Say what now? I said, baby, my name Lucius. Marcellus. Marcellus? <laughs> a Marcellus ass nigga? <laughs> you don't want no fucking dealers with a Marcellus ass nigga. Oh, honey. A Lutellus ass nigga? Definitely. That's a shade tree mechanic left and right, bro. Like, he sound like he run like a legal gambling spot out of the back of a garage. Like Lutellus, <laughs> <laughs> he's selling illegal cigarettes. <laughs> that nigga sell Lucy's. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That nigga run a numbers game. <laughs> Like Ooh. that's way too close. That's some shady uncle energy, bro. Lou, tell us. It's giving creep. It's giving <laughs> snake. It's giving I fuck every woman in this office. <laughs> it's giving. It's giving scar from Lion King. Oh yeah, you know. Hey, you know who tell us that he a bad bitch. The funny thing is. His wife is probably prettier than oh, homegirl. It, it, that's, that's always how it happens. That's always the case. I look. It's a person in my family. I'm not gonna name because I don't want no like attention drawn to them because I'm related to them. But they always said never cheat on your wife with a prettier woman. Which is the most toxic shit. <laughs> Basically giving a pass to cheat, but there's guidelines. You're like, hold up. Don't ever. <laughs> if you're going to do it. Right, don't ever make it to where she would agree with it. Make it to where she's like, but what's wrong with me? <laughs> Choosing to cheat on your wife Ooh. with an uglier woman is some gaslighting ass shit, nigga. Man, I'm trying to tell you. Be like, I'm trying to tell nigga, you, nigga. What? <laughs> Be like, wait a minute, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> what inner? Like, did I clip my toenails a little too uh, I'm low? So confused, <laughs> right? It's like, bro, that's go a. It's like Beyonce said. I know she was attractive, but it's just like Dolly Parton. Joe Lead. Look at me, bitch. The fuck? <laughs> you know how well the story of Joe Lead has to be for Dolly Parton to be like, I don't know who this bitch is at the bank, but she got my nigga in a fucking tussle. <laughs> and what the fuck is wrong with me? Dolly fucking Parton was questioning herself to be like, Joe Lead, don't take this man away from me. <laughs> Joe Lean. Joe motherfucking Lean. What a name. Please, uh, please don't take away my man is what Dolly Parton was saying about another bitch. Dolly Parton is still one of the top baddest bitches of all time. Hands and, down. And then 
Jolene had her nigga in a chokehold. <laughs> like, what if uh, Amy Rawback's husband is like, uh, TJ, TJ, please don't take him with my bitch. <laughs> you green-eyed bandit. <laughs> I like, it's like, you know what the funniest part is? Them niggas had natural ass chemistry. Like, you're like, oh, like that video that we were watching earlier yeah. where they were talking. It's like, oh, and then people on Twitter, black people ain't serious at all. <laughs> they fucking wrong. <laughs> and you know it. Oh, yeah. And then I saw one thing. Somebody was like, oh, she put the tip back in. And I was like, these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but were they lying? No, they weren't. Cause it's like, bro, them niggas is wild, and they were just doing this shit all in public. And then they didn't get fired, and they were just back on the news doing horny ass news. That's some nasty bro, business, bro. Imagine being their spouses, though. Like everybody know. I want to know what uh, prompted the the PI, like. They said uh, TJ's wife is a attorney, like one of the most prominent attorneys in New York. Attorneys be knowing. And attorneys and private eyes and all that shit go hand in hand, nigga. Them spidey senses. Tingling like a motherfucker. They didn't seen all the shit. This all of it. Couples go. Hey, they know where the bodies are buried. They know how to bury a body. Ooh, child. They, Lutella sound like a nigga that work at a fucking paper tube factory. That's where my great granddaddy worked. And so I'm just assuming Lutella's ass niggas either work at a mechanic shop. He work in a warehouse. He gotta work at a warehouse. He work at UPS warehouse. Yes. He work at Target Distribution. <laughs> he a Polaris. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Lutella's at Polaris. It's definitely Lutella's at Polaris. Hey. Lutella's at Polaris might be this. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a Lutella's at Target distribution. <laughs> What's the one that was in Fayetteville? Was it Good Goodrich? It was something. It was some shit in Fayetteville. I knew a whole bunch of niggas that worked out there. I can't remember. Oh, it's tons of uh, Lutellas at Frito Lay. <laughs> Driving the trucks. Oh yeah, it's some Lutellas ass niggas working at UPS. Definitely. Ah. <laughs> uh. Fe- uh, yeah, FedEx too. What's the other one? You are. I mean, what's the the German one? UHL, DHL, DHL. I don't think it's no Lutellus is working there. But what's the, like the white equivalent of a, a Lutellus? A rusty. Hmm. I feel like that's a strong, hard working white man hmm. name. Rusty or. Uh, 
It ain't no cows working at <laughs> Brock. Brock. <laughs> <laughs> what's another like blue? Oh, what's another like blue collar working ass name? Grayson. Grayson can go two ways. Grace is either that snobby ass kid that's like a he does some obscure sport in high school, like like lacrosse. he's right. He he's a star lacrosse player in Huntsville, Alabama. Really, rugby. he does rugby. You know he plays you know some club but rugby. You know he's not on travel teams, but you know, well like I don't even know like. I'm so dignified with it. We got travel teams. Is it like travel, <laughs> like rugby team? <laughs> Ooh, uh, Is there AAU rugby? That's a great question. Probably. It's got to be. Probably. It's got to be you, some. You know, white people be extreme with their sports. Somebody done took it to that level. Right. With the AAU snowboarding uh, <laughs> tournament. <laughs> the AAU tractor pool. <laughs> The Haystackers. (laughs) (laughs) The Haystackers Club of America. (laughs) We ain't shit. We ain't. Goddamn Haystackers. (laughs) Them niggas be stacking the fuck out of that goddamn hay. (laughs) That nigga can do six piles in two minutes. This was in like some of my show notes. A couple weeks ago, in like I think it's like bass fishing, there was like this big, uh, like like controversial thing where this bad like professional bass uh, fisher got fucking uh, <laughs> caught cheating. The comment section and the TikToks from that shit were the funniest shit. So we can't even do goddamn bass hunting. I mean, bass fishing without a fucking cheater. They should ban them for a lot. Oh, my God. And I'm like, these niggas is heated. Like, the dude was... This is the wildest part of it. The dude was cheating because he was putting lead weights in the fucking fish's mouth. So that they would have a higher like um like weight wise. Mm-hmm. And they caught that motherfucker. He was stuffing like <laughs> three or four fucking lead ass balls of like one pound into the fish's mouth. And like this was like a whole like I found a whole new part of fucking TikTok and fucking Twitter. I have not been on that side yet. Yo, you got to get into outdoorsman fisher. <laughs> like, them motherfuckers be wild and they're like, I just can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> they be upholding that shit. Like, white people, when they be shocked, really be lost for words. Yeah, That's dude. what's so funny. They be like, shook. I just, you know, I just never would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> Never in all my days. You know, I, they were out there putting lead fucking weights in the fish. Can you believe it? <laughs> I just can't take 
a man that fucking would kill a doe instead of a buck. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of man? That's not kill? a man. It's not a man. It's not a man. We should just start like it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, hey, that's the, that's a little boy. That's what that is. This little boy ain't no man. Ain't no man gonna kill a doe. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in Newmarket, Alabama. <laughs> Ooh, honey. We know them all too well. I knew I was living in a goddamn country when we were doing fucking workouts in the summer. And uh Jacob I mean uh yeah, Jacob Fanning had uh on one of the last days of school, like I think our junior year, he drove his tractor to school. Oh my god. And then like the whole like you remember like the redneck crew that they were all about that shit? Yeah. They were all like they're acting like that nigga showed up. up. Like that nigga showed up in the old school like with a he, race car like he thing. He won a championship ring. And Ryan Merriman that summer pulled up to football workouts with his tractor. And like nobody cared. <laughs> Cause that whole fucking segment was not at school in the summer. But yeah, hey. That whole little redneck crew, they swore that was the dopest shit in the world. At which <laughs> The motherfuckers be back then were costing like two, three hundred thousand dollars. Now mm-hmm. they probably close to a million. That motherfucker, he pulled up in a fucking tractor. That shit is wild. We went, to, we didn't go to fucking high school, bro. We went to like the caucasity. The caucasity of pulling up in a tractor and niggas be like, "Oh, this nigga stunt." <laughs> I pulled up like this is the same time motherfuckers in Huntsville were riding around with Skittle cars mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of like race car looking shit and having race car jackets. That's what niggas was doing. White people were pulling up in goddamn tractors, and we would all be at the same bonfire party. <laughs> That's a melting pot for your ass. I know. You got Boosie player from one pickup truck. And you got fucking, I'm trying to think what was the country shit that was Brad dope. Brad Paisley. You got Brad Paisley in another fucking truck. America, Luke baby. Brian. Right. Hey, I get down with the country. I fucks with country. Country and R&B and rap are cousins. For sure. Especially now. It's all, yeah. Especially, yeah, now. It's all like that semi like Nelly shit mm-hmm. it's like country rap shit mm-hmm. hey Nelly should hey Nelly lear- learned how to switch fucking lanes he chose that white ass audience and said I'm riding this shit till the wheels fall off no that's a cold switch for your ass <laughs> alright hey it's a classic <laughs> solid, my dude. Solid. <laughs> fucking solid, bro. <laughs> hey, we were so fucking chill <laughs> earlier. <laughs> bro, we were just flowing, dude. Oh my god. It's it wild. It was crazy. It's like, oh my god, we're gonna make so many TikToks off of this. 
<laughs> Holy shit, bro. You are fucking in your fucking bag. Yo, when you brought up that one shit, nigga. Oh my god. What your mind is just fucking different, bro. Oh my god, you were on your shit today. <laughs> nah, dude, like seriously, bro. It was so fucking gnarly when you were fucking just writing that shit off. It's like, oh yeah, that that guy's he's he's that guy. He's that he's a unit. You were fucking freestyling, dude. Dude, we're almost like fucking rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Like you were in your fucking bag, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> like we were in the booth. We were almost like fucking Eminem. <laughs> no, you know what? The fucking uh, Drewski skits. Yeah, Kyle Roger. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude, that I'm not trying to be racist, but that black guy. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Kyle Roger. That is the whitest name. It is. That's why I was like, oh, that nigga definitely grew up in some buckhorn <laughs> ass shit. Yeah. Hey, you can tell. Like, when niggas be trying to do, like, the surfer fucking accent, you be like, that shit don't work in Alabama. But if you do that redneck ass accent, you be like, oh, yeah, he been at bonfire. He know. He know. He done lived it. He's him. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beow, beow, beow.